Hello, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Bob Ridgway. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you for being here. Well, I'm looking forward to today's show. This is going to be fun. It should be, yes. We have a great show lined up for you. Lots of informative things to learn. Since there's some new rules coming up for 2024, we always got to comply. And there's always something that we go, oh, <laughs> right? Don't want to do that. But in our profession, we get new rules every single, every single year. We actually get them twice a year. And we get new forms and new contracts and new disclosures. And everybody goes, how many do you need? Right? <laughs> I, it, it's just amazing how many that we do. And sometimes they'll condense them. Sometimes. But only that's just a fraction of the time. Most of the time it keeps adding on. I know one of our guests today, Carolyn Braun uh, with First American NHD, uh, I've had a lot of interaction with her lately. And there's so many interesting things, especially in her industry, that are affecting our industry directly. It's going to be interesting to talk to her about a lot of that today. Yes, I took the class too. I get it. I was like, okay, I have a listing coming up. It is in a canyon, five and a half acres, only an acre of usable space. Guess where the rest of it is? Down the canyon, right? Guess what's happening there? No, no accessibility on... or does it? Uh, not really. Ingress and egress, not <laughs> not there. No, it's just pretty. Okay. Well. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sure there's lots of stuff to do with fire there, too. Yes. Because it has been on fire before. So that's always, that's always, um, it's always a challenge, and it's becoming a big, bigger challenge for us as realtors because now we have to break the news to clients to say, those trees are touching, we, have, we need to have, like, defensible space, you need to, mm. like, do low-flow Plants, if you will. Low flow plants. <laughs> where, yeah, I think you were going with the plumbing aspect. I know, right? It keeps, <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. But yes, we have to deal with that. And now it's going to, you know, really have to determine who's going to pay for that. And, you know, that's what it comes down to is who's going to pay, who's going to replace, who's going to do what needs to be done. So it'll be a great conversation with her. Um, so how was your week? Anything new and exciting happened this week in real estate? You know, it, it's been really good. Uh, you know, we just got through with Thanksgiving, so that was a lot of fun. We had fr uh, family and friends over, and uh, it was good. Plus, my company, the week prior, we had our own uh, little, what we call Friendsgiving. Where, we did that, too. Yeah, where we had a big spread. Uh, you know, we've got a new facility just like you do, Yeah, and, which is just phenomenal there in the collection. And we actually utilize that for a lot of our events uh, for our agents that work for us. Uh, but I ended up cooking three turkeys. Oh, my goodness. And, and supplying the turkeys for the crew. But uh, it, it went very well. How, how about yourself? Ours was really nice. I've never seen so much food, to be honest. So everybody, we do a potluck. Mm -hmm. And so everybody brings their favorite dish or something that they make for Thanksgiving. And um, we had probably seven tables of food. Wow. Like, and two two tables of dessert. So you know, pick what pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we had some leftovers. I know that. Especially oh, we had lots. The sweets. A lot of people brought pies and cookies mm -hmm. and all of this. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm walking through there after everybody's cleared out. I look over in our little kitchen there, and there's cookies and pies and stuff. And 
I go over there and I take a couple of them, you know, and I'm, I'm sure if my wife's listening, she's going to be very angry at that. But yes. I did partake in some of the sweets. So. Exactly. Well, we did have a lot of food left over. And what we did is we packed packed it up and we took it to the Harvard Shelter out nice. in Santa Paula. Nice. So to help Kay's kids and took all the sweets to the kids. Yeah. They just love that. And um, so it was good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 And so how do you have any new listings coming up? Actually, I've got a, a listing that uh, is down in the harbor, Channel Islands Harbor. Uh, it's in the Harbor Walk community, which nice. is a, a condo complex that overlooks the harbor itself. Uh, and a couple of them actually have views looking out towards the ocean. But ours in particular looks straight across uh, to the harbor. So you can see the boat. You can see the water and everything. Uh, we're priced at $799. It's a two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath plus a loft. Uh, and it's close to 1,475 square feet. So it's a good size uh, condominium. It, uh, it's ready for a new owner. The, uh, the current owners are uh, they're moving into a retirement community, so it's perfect for them to, to get it sold. And, and it's a great deal. It is the least expensive of that model that they've had in several, almost a couple of years now. So is is it actually at Westport or is it at Seabridge or no no it's actually uh, uh, it's called Harbor Walk which oh, is Harbor right, Walk I did it's yeah. on the shorter portion of Harbor not the main Harbor Boulevard but the mm-hmm. the smaller section of it right there uh, it's at thirty three thirty uh, Sunset Lane and it's a, a beautiful little condo it really is nice yeah there's uh, a lot the, of people that have second homes there yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly uh, what we're kind of pushing towards that. And then some people that just, you know, they're looking for their kind of their retirement home to live in. It's it's perfect for that. That's awesome. Sounds like a beautiful listing. Yeah. So, so. is it going to be open this weekend? Uh, you know, we're going to have it uh, hopefully tomorrow. I've got one agent that's going to uh, uh, sit it for me. I unfortunately can't be there, uh, but we're going to do our best. And if it is open, it'll probably be between the 12 and 3 o'clock time frame. Uh, for those of you that have MLS access or uh, if you look on some of the other platforms, I will post it on there if it is open for sure. There you go. Yeah. Well, I have a couple listings coming up as well. I have one coming up on Taloma. Uh, we are renovating it, doing the work to it. So it will be uh, done probably in about four weeks. We've got about four weeks to go. We've got a new roof going on and new landscaping and new flooring and new kitchen and all of that. So it was nice. ADA compliant because there was um, someone that lived there with a wheelchair. So we have to raise it up um, so that it will be good for most people. And then if somebody wants to make it back to ADA compliant, the contractor will do that. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I know you've talked about it a couple of times and that's, uh, uh, that's, that's kind of a hot spot in our market is that neighborhood and through there. Yes. And the reason for the delay is we couldn't decide if we were going to do it as is Mm-hmm. and just sell it that way or if we were going to renovate it and make it beautiful and and um, I think you took the right yeah I uh, think direction right now yeah I think people have a hard time buying something that's not fixed up and ready to move into and mm-hmm. it certainly wasn't so right. we're going to make it beautiful so that someone can just move in and and start living there good which will be nice and then I have another property coming up in Santa Rosa uh, Santa Rosa Valley uh, it is a five-bedroom, four-bath, uh, beautiful, um, five-and-a-half acres down the hillside. Um, so that one's coming up probably in the next month, month-and-a-half. So we're starting to work on that one, too, because that one needs some work as well. 
So we're just going to make things nice because that's what people want. They don't want to have to pay the high price and have to come in and fix it, right? Understood. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So good, good, good. job. That's uh, those would be good, yes. good listings. Exactly. Well, there's a lot of reasons to put your house on the market during the holidays. So one of the reasons is that you will get more attention because there's not as many buyers looking during the holidays, and the buyers are actually uh, that are looking are serious and ready and ready to to find that perfect home. And then, you know, another thing is is, you know, you may be able to, you know, get into that property and kind of delay escrow a little bit until after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't want to move during the holidays either. Oh, correct. So and, and finding a mover that's available during the holidays. Well, is that's tough the too. other challenge too, right? Yep. And then you know, the holidays have um, dramatically increased uh, with buyers that are looking that are very seriously serious, and you know, it's a very emotional time during the holidays. Most people want to walk in and see it decorated. They want to see what it looks like at Christmas time and, um, you know, get into escrow. And if they have a tax issue, they want to get it closed by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. we've got different challenges at this time of year than we normally do. Right. And then we have investors that need to buy something before the end of the year. And so we're getting really close to that time where if you don't have cash, we can't close in less than 30 days. If you have cash, we can close in 12 days. Right. So it, it's really um, a challenge for us at this time of year so that we make sure that everybody can do what they need to do. So Well, and you throw the holidays in there, too. That eliminates a couple of days to where the lenders can't work. They're not working. So right. when Christmas comes around and if you're trying to close before the first of the year, then, uh, you know, you've lost a couple of working days there. Right. So it's it's important to... Uh, to really focus on that and make sure that you're going the right direction. Well, and a lot of people take a week off mm-hmm. or two weeks off sure. during the holidays. So we lose right before Christmas, we lose like four days, and then we lose the week between Christmas and New Year's unless you have something that actually has to close before then mm-hmm. uh, for tax purposes. So I, I, There's an interesting point I wanted to bring this up after because you and I talked prior to this about what you wanted to present today. Uh, you remember Martin Rosenblum. He's an of old course. friend of ours. We worked together with him years ago. I just did a deal with him. Oh, good, good for you. Well, yes. he, and he's part of our company. Uh-huh. Uh, he does classes just like I do in our, our facility there. And one of the uh, things in his PowerPoint presentation that really caught my uh, interest really quick is it was showing how there are so many buyers that are just kind of floating around out there waiting for the quote-unquote interest rates to drop. Well, we've had a successful reduction in interest rates. Right, this week. And if it continues to go, it's going to start bringing all of those uh, people on the fence in to buy. So for those that are thinking, well, I'm going to wait till the interest rates drop, what's going to happen is that, number one, it's going to uh, make it far more difficult for you to get the property that you want because you're going to be number one of seven, number one of ten offers uh, because everybody's gotten off the fence and they're moving in. The other part of it is, too, is that you've got to be careful that you don't uh, don't think that you're going to get a better price on it at this point, even when the interest rate or when the rates go down, because that normally drives prices back up. And we've been very stable. Uh, we've had a little bit of a down uh, swing on some areas, but also in other areas it's gone up. But, yeah, but his PowerPoint presentation really 
solidified to me that, you know, if you're interested in getting a house, don't wait. You can get really good uh, programs, really good rates. You can buy down the rate. There's so many different things that you can do. Right. And there's money coming from uh, CAR, too, for first-time home buyers. Yep. So that will be available up to $10,000. And so we should be able to know a little bit more about that. They rolled it out last week. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully they have that in place so that then when they do roll it out, we can actually use it, mm-hmm. which would be great. But you're right. There, There's going to be a lull, and buyers will have the opportunity to get the property, yep. not to like get a deal on the property. No, you just get the property, right? Yes. Because you will be the only offer likely on the table at that point, and you're still going to have to pay the price, but you'll at least have the opportunity to get the property. Absolutely. And so that's going to be the the secret, if you will, mm-hmm. right, is to get in there before the holidays. The secret sauce. Exactly. <laughs> well, we have a great show lined up for you guys today. We have Larry Reyes with us with Smart Home Mortgage. He... We'll tell us all about the interest rates this week and how they came down just a little bit and then what the prediction is for the first quarter of the year. And then Carolyn Braun with First American NHD is here with us. We've got some new rules uh, that we have to follow after the first of the year. And she's very, very fluent at those and been teaching all of us how to do that. And she's going to tell us what an NHD report is and then what the new rules are. And then we have Cynthia Bullard. She is a photographer in town, and I'm so excited to have met her. She is just a wonderful person, and we're real happy to have her with us. And then we'll talk a little bit about what's happening for December in and around Ventura County. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine 805 853 3030. Come to Ventiki in downtown Ventura at the corner of Fern, Maine for happy hour food and drinks from 4 to 6 p.m. and enjoy a specialty drink by one of our cocktail shamans, where you will be amazed by the aloha spirit the moment you walk through our A-frame archway and sit around our fire pit on our open patio. See you soon. Mahalo. Call us at 805-667-8887. Once again, that's 805-667-8887. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Bob Ridgeway, the man in the room. You, He's you know, back. he just loves to say that, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have That's you, Bob. That's my tagline. I'm going to put it on my business cards. Man in the room. 
He is just a hoot. I'm telling you, I've known him for a very long time. He makes me laugh all the time. Really, really funny. <laughs> well, we are excited to have Carolyn Braun with us. She is with First American NHD. Welcome, Carolyn. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Of course. So tell us, what, what is an NHD report? Wow. So the NHD report is a report that's required by the seller to disclose to a potential buyer of any natural hazard um, natural hazards that can affect the, the property in the home. So there's actually six natural hazard zones. There's two fire, two flood, and then there's earthquake and seismic um, that has to be disclosed to a potential buyer. Let's them, you know, decide if they want to purchase this home or not, knowing that that property is affected by some of these natural hazards. Yeah, how, how are they uh, um, disclosed to the potential buyer? I mean, is it a report that they get? Or is it verbal that they get? How, how does that work? Yeah, it's um, a report, a report that was at one point probably eight or nine pages, and it's now close to 45 <laughs> to 50 pages long as um, no. we've progressed <laughs> through the years with all kinds of different um, hazards and different issues that have come up that um, we're, legislation has put it into the actual NHD report for disclosure. And so, so some of the things on the NHD report is like fire, flood, mm -hmm. Earthquake, seismic. Yep, liquefaction, landslide. There you go. Those I are the um, ones that are required on the actual statutory form of the report. Those are required to be disclosed um, by law. And with that, we've also added in some local disclosures um, that could potentially um, change the outcome as well if they're to make a purchase on this home. Um, we also have a tax report that's included kind of gives you the details of um, any Melarus, special assessments, direct assessments that are on the property, and it also does include environmental report as well, all inclusive in this one, what we call the NHD report. So. Right, and so the NHD report, instead of, so you pay for that report, right? Seller pays for it. It's okay. A, it's a requirement for the seller, and it's usually handled through escrow. Okay. And the reason the seller pays for that is so that they don't have to go and look at these reports on file at the county, right? That's And correct. interpret them. That's correct. I mean, before this became required on a statutory form in 1998, um, to make this disclosure from a CAR form, they would actually have to go down to the city or the county office and look through flood map, books of like flood maps and fire zones and things like that. So. This way, it's they hire a third-party company who takes on the liability for the information, and it's done super fast now, and we can get it to you in a matter of an hour or two via email. So it just makes it much more efficient for right. everybody. And it has underground pipelines, too, which is super important. Yes. Right? That would be in the um, environmental portion of the report. We will disclose if there's um, any of the underground transmission pipelines that run throughout the state of California that carry natural gas, liquid gas. Um, we also disclose underground storage tanks, um, leaky storage tanks, any kind of environmental issues. So the prop homeowner can make a, or the potential buyer can make a, a decision if, you know, that is something that keeps them up at night or not. Right. So. I, I totally get that. So does it show if an underground tank has been abandoned? Yes. So in our report, what we'll do, if, if the report does come up and says, hey, we've got an underground storage tank here, um, we will say if it's a closed case or if it's an open case or if it's pending. So probably one of the biggest questions I get on that is, 
oh my gosh, we have you know two underground storage tanks within a, a quarter of a mile of the property. Well, in our report, it just will tell you what it was for, and then it's a closed case. Once they hit the database, they we can't remove them from the database, which is why we'll put the fact that we say it's a closed case. So, and is that true for underground pipelines also? Um, transmission pipelines. Is that what? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, not using the right word. No, the transmission pipelines. Um, that would be a phone call to me saying, you know, we we see a lot of them through Fillmore and Santa Paula, and um, I do have clients that have called and said, "What's going on? Is this an active transmission pipeline?" And we can find out that information if they want to get more information. Yeah. So, but it's not like in the actual report. I We're see. just saying your property's within two thousand feet of a transmission pipeline. That's what we're disclosing. And then there's a website that they can go to and actually see a map, like where is it, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, Will, uh, the disclosure of anything like these uh, pipelines, if they happen to run under the property itself, does that affect lending? Do you, do you ever run into that? Or No, has nothing to do nothing with lending. Nothing to do with lending, mm -mm. okay. It's just a decision the homeowner has mm. to decide. If they want to yeah. accept the fact that that's there. I remember when I was out looking for, my husband and I were looking for a home, and I pulled the NHD report, and there was a transmission pipeline going directly under the house. And I'm like, no, I'm for me, I won't be able to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. So for me, it, you know. Well, and how old started. is that pipeline? And that pipelines are old. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they are old pipelines, but um, they are doing a good job of um, updating them. So that's been a big thing since the San Bruno event. Right. Yeah. That's, um, that was to huge. To update these right. pipelines. Right. right. And it's important. If you see a sign, call before you dig. Make sure you call. So right. That is a big. We should uh, always anyway. I yeah, think that's right. kind of the nature of the, of the beast. So. Right. And so on an NHD report, it has a summary. And the summary basically says yes or no. You're in it or you're not. Right. It's not like you're kind of in it or you're kind of not in it nope. it's like you are or you aren't right when, with first american um our it's very parcel specific um everything's based off of an apn number and you're either in or you're out and even if you have a very small corner of the property that is sitting in say a flood zone um we have to put you by law into that flood zone so and so does that affect insurance are that, they looking for that nhd report or are they pulling it themselves have you had insurance company like call you and say, I need an NHD report to, you know, write this policy as, because we're having so much issues with insurance companies. No, insurance companies, they have their own maps okay. and their own rating systems. They actually use several different types of fire maps, for example, when they make their determinations where we're only required to use the official, officially adopted CAL FIRE maps. So we don't get into the insurance portion of it. But they could deny you if if they found on an NHD report or found on their maps. On their maps, okay, they could. Not based off of our NHD report, no. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. And if they have a question about any of these, they can ask you the question. So be sure to give your phone number. Yeah. You can reach me at 661-755-5965. And you can also email me, text me. Um, I'm at C, last name Braun, B-R-A-U-N, at firstam.com. Awesome. And I can say this, too, that uh, every single real estate agent in town knows who Carolyn is. So if you miss any of those, uh, give your realtor a call, and uh, especially Karen, and we'll uh, 
we'll get you in touch with her. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the next disclosure that we have to adhere by, Mm -hmm. which is the wildfire disclosure. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate, and we try to bring as much real estate information that we can to you so that you're informed uh, when you're actually looking to purchase a home. And Carolyn Braun is back with us. But for a second, I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Bob Ridgeway. And we have Carolyn with us. So tell us about the new disclosure that we have to deal with um, here in the next couple weeks when we hit the first of the year. So this new um, report is called the Wildfire Risk Report. Um, it kind of came about because of all the mega fires that we have had over these past 10 years. And I think CAR and Fortress Fire got together about two years ago to say, hey, how can we best serve um, you know, our new buyers and sellers and protect them? And with that became the Wildfire Risk Report. So um, it's basically technology versus wildfire and they meet and marry. It's a very detailed report. Um, it uh, gives you a snapshot of the property on a satellite image and it highlights zone zero, zone one, and zone two, and what um, possibly trees or brush or structures that may um, have an issue with it as far as potential for causing a wildfire. Now, I think, so if uh, you have dead uh, trees or something on the right, property. Right, and I had seen a couple of your uh, reports there. They now have the satellite image mm-hmm. of the property, and they outline the actual uh, foliage, the trees, the uh, plants, that sort of thing that are around there, and they actually label them as to what, based on the zone, what the, yes. the, the in other words, removing them or trimming them back or whatever needs to be exactly. done. Exactly. It's very detailed. We'll let you know in zone zero, they go, okay, you've got seven trees here that need to be remedi- you know, remediated, removed if possible. Um, in zone two, you maybe have some shrubs that they will number and say, okay, these numbers one through four need to be removed and then of course zone two is that's your uh, 100 foot distance like that property that you had mentioned earlier right with all that land um there's brush clearance that's required on those you you had an interesting thing you brought up in our meeting about uh um uh turf plastic turf or the fake turf what tell us a little bit about what they're discovering with that yeah well um starting january uh, first, there's a new um, Assembly Bill 3074. They call it the Zone Zero, or what we call the Ember Free Zone. Um, and that is having clearance around your structure from zero to five feet out. And so if you have the fake grass, 
or the mm-hmm. turf sure. that comes up to the home that is a potential for um you know it's an ignition it's an ignition source they now say irrigated Mm -hmm. lawn is really good up against the home (laughs) because (laughs) it's because it's you know it's burns slow where the turf doesn't and it becomes an an issue as far as embers and stuff Mm -hmm. and those embers can get up in the the eaves and that's uh serious potential yeah Yeah. i think the one of the biggest issues we had with the thomas fire using that as an example were palm fronds that they because of the high winds the fronds would catch on fire on a palm tree a quarter mile away Mm -hmm. and the winds would carry it all the way to the side of a house hit under it and get under the eaves yeah that's true i mean we we have more scientific data now in our hands as far as how these wire fires track and and you know how far these embers can go where originally they're like oh they can go up to a mile well with all the new data and these mega fires that we've had these embers can go for miles and that's a potential and if they get on a dry plant up against a house and into the eaves it becomes a hazard Mm -hmm. i i see where they're going with this um, because we are in California, and we do have a lot of wildfires, but um, you know, it's what we—it's this is what we get. For well, and they're only trying to protect us, but I think it's kind of funny that you know they paid people to take the grass out and put the turf in, and now they're saying that's a fire hazard and possibly have to take it back out again and put the turf back or yeah. the grass back in. back in. Right? We didn't yeah. think of that, I guess. Or go with gravel. Uh, yeah, even or even rock. wood chips doesn't work. No, because wood chips are wood a chips fire hazard. Yes. Yeah. Gravel's good. Um, obviously, any type of um, trellises up against the house is a, a no-no. Is yeah. I mean, I don't know who's... The fire department, obviously, when they come out to do their inspections, will be highlighting these um, areas for the homeowners just to make sure that everyone's safe. Um, if the homeowner chooses to do it or not, it's up to them. So who's going to be actually doing these inspections? Is it going to be our local fire department? Is it going to be Cal Fire? So what? tell us the process of that because that's important to know as well. Yeah, I think out here it's going to be probably the local fire department. Um, I understand that they've already have come out and they're doing inspections. So they are um, providing the homeowners with a letter of compliance or maybe a letter of something that may need to be fixed. But um, they have already started, you know, looking at Zone Zero um, and doing the inspections. Do you, do you know what the fire department charges for uh, these inspections? Because I, I think at the very beginning they weren't. Wasn't that correct? Yeah. That they were just coming every to fire, try to... Every jurisdiction's different. Yeah. I okay. know out here I have not heard of them being charged. Um, I know in Santa Clarita they're not being charged, but they are putting a... Uh, defensible space inspection fee on the tax bill out there so that's kind of how they're taking care of it out that way as far as payment if you go down to orange county um they do charge for the inspections a couple hundred dollars okay well i think every area is different so how would somebody just call the local fire department and say i need a, a an inspection of my property come and come and do that i mean yeah, you, I would. Requ- I wouldn't call them. I would just um, request it through their website. Okay. Uh, VCF Ventura County Fire Department VCFD.org. Um, there is a portion there for defensible space inspections, 
and that's probably how I would handle it. I would not call them personally. Uh, does your website have a link to them as well? Um, we do have links on our, our website, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so when, so, you know, you just have to make it as easy as possible for people. Otherwise, they're not going to do it until they are told to do it, right? That's just how we don't have time to do all of that, you know, running around and trying to meet people. Is there a, like, are they starting with a Pacific a specific zone first like if you so it's just any rant like they might take just a street and just do that street yeah I'm not sure how they logistically they're handling it um, but what I do know is that if the property sits in a high or very high fire zone and um, they're required to have a defensible space inspection done so the seller can do it if they like or they can push it to the buyer to do it and the buyer has a year to comply to get this inspection done. But what we're seeing now is more um, facilities are going out there and just doing the inspections mm -hmm. for the homeowners. And the letter's only good for up to six months, so. So, so after, after they that. do the inspection, is that report somewhere so we would know, mm -hmm. like you had an inspection done and this is what we found yep. and this is what we think it's going to cost? Did they, did they do like an estimation of what it's gonna cost or they refer you to someone else? Um, they just that's just for the inspection as far as the wildfire risk report in that actual report um, they will list what it could possibly cost to re remediate say hey it could be six thousand dollars to remove these seven trees or the structure so that's what the wildfire risk report does they give you like a quote of what it could possibly cost to remediate the property so. The, there was uh, a question I think I posed to you last week uh, in regards to if you're out of the fire zone. Let's, let's say you had a house in uh, Oxnard Shores. And, of course, that's not going to uh, be affected because it's by the ocean and so forth. However, you go up the Rencon, and during the Thomas fire, we had the fire come right down to the water. And fortunately, didn't, I don't think burned any homes that were actually on the water but came dangerously close. So if, if you are or are not in the zone, what, uh, I mean, what as an, let's say just a, a buyer, what do you want to look at to see if, you know, if there could be some potential danger of fire coming to your place? Yeah, that's a good question. That's the benefit of this particular report, the right, wildfire risk right. report. The benefit to the buyer is, hey, you know, I'm going to order this report because I want to make sure that my home is home hardened and, and defensible space clean. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing for a potential buyer, you know. I think what happened uh, in Hawaii on uh, at Lahaina, I mean, there's a good example. You know, last week, uh, 60 Minutes did a, uh, a 30 or a 20 minute uh, piece on that. And it showed how the fire started. And, you know, here's a little community on the water that, yeah, there's no way anything's going to happen to it, and it wiped them out. Yep, it did, except for that one house. Yep, yep. That it had, had defensible no, space. That had defensible space. Yes. <laughs> and a metal roof. <laughs> and a metal roof. Right? There you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so the report itself is not required. Like, there's nothing that's required that they have to do. But, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out, like, you could tell a seller all of this stuff and then say the report's not required, and I promise you, there'll be a lot of people that'll say, then I'm not doing it, right? But the the real deal is, is to figure out how much it's going to cost to remediate that for the buyer. And so then the buyer would 
probably want to buy that report, right? Right. The buyer would want to buy that report, yes, and know how much it's going to cost to remove these seven trees and four shrubs, for example. Um, it's it's just a tool that CAR has given the right. agents mm -hmm. um, to better help equip any potential buyers. I, and as a buyer, I get it. I see like, hey, I want to make sure that my home is, you know, home hardened and defensible space. Um, as a seller, our recommendation is, you know, you're required to order the NHD. If you're sitting in a higher fight, very high fire zone, you're required to get a defensible space inspection done. I would do that as soon as you can, as soon as that listing goes on the market, get that inspection done. So now it will get back to, it will, fire department gets back to you and says, hey, you're AB 38 compliant. So now when you, the Mr. Buyer comes across, goes, I love this property, I want it. I want also the wildfire risk report. The seller can say, well, according to the fire department, we're AB 38 compliant, great, great report, but that's on you, Mr. Buyer, if you want to proceed right. with that. Exactly. Costs. Uh, one last question for me, and then I'll 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 shut up here. <laughs> um, the Ojai Valley has protection for oak trees, and many of these oak trees are within the defensible space. How do you handle that with the local jurisdiction versus what is required based on these reports? I would think that um, they would go out directly to. Um, the city of Ojai, and that they have their own requirements as far as working with the fire department on what has to be cleared and what has to be trimmed. I know okay. I, I have a property that has oak trees on it, and um, my HOA handles the trimming of those. So, hmm. so that could be another issue too, is the HOA is responsible for these big pine trees. As example, in my area, um, they're gonna have to take care of those trees, I would imagine. Well. The HOA reaches out to the homeowners and says, say, hey, you guys got to clear these. Right. So it does mm -hmm. fall on the homeowner. But the HOA does the kind of dirty work for you as far as the neighbor. Yeah. Going, hey, Mr. Then, neighbor. Then they'll assess It's not you. me. It's HOA <laughs> that is saying right. that this has to be trimmed or whatever. Right. Well, I do know that the fire department does have a def def defensible space tree or It's a crew. Mm -hmm. And they're very professional. They've come to a couple meetings that I've been in, and they're very, very knowledgeable. And that's probably who's going to take care of this issue is that team, not necessarily the fire department. Right. 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 Well, Carolyn, tell everybody where they can find you. Again, thank you so much for being so knowledgeable and bringing oh. this information oh, you're to the public. Yeah, you can reach me at 661-755-5965. And I highly recommend checking out the CAL FIRE websites and the Department of Forestry websites. They got a lot of good information there, and they've got some good things in their toolbox on those websites for homeowners to be defense, to be compliant. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Well, coming up, we have Larry Reyes with us. He is with Smart Home Mortgage, and he's going to tell us how the week was with interest rates. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Seth Doherty, a professional land surveyor with Latitude Surveying. We help homeowners, realtors, developers, contractors, and architects define property lines, create topographic surveys, site plans, and other maps. We service Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Give us a call at 805-637-1975 or check us out on the web at latitudesurveying.com. Again, this is Seth Doherty with Latitude Surveying at 805-637-1975. 805-637-1975. Moving house this year? Imagine having a gentle, experienced partner to help you prepare and lead the team to pack, move, and completely resettle your new home as you've planned. At Gentle Transitions of California, we call that person a move manager. Why not schedule our no-obligation move planning meeting to find out more? Just call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to get started. That's 800-619-3049 to let us help you move gently this time. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Bob Ridgway, and I'm not going to say where I am. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it, the man in the house, right? (laughs) No, man in the room. (laughs) There you go, man in the room. There you go. Anyways, we have Larry Reyes with us with Smart Home Mortgage. Hey, Larry, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Karen. How are you? Great. Thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it. Of course. So tell us how the week has been with interest rates and what's going on in your world. Well, we're seeing the rates come down slightly. Every day we're seeing a little improvement, which is fantastic. What's driving that is our job reports. So every Uh first Friday of the month, job reports come out, and last month's was not so good. So that brings down our interest rates. And if we have another job report that comes out next uh, month here, and they are not as uh, what we expect. We will see the rates come down even even further. So, not that that's a good thing, but the job reports is not very accurate. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, employment that is home based, and what happens with that is is that we have other uh, states placing jobs in our state, and it's being double counted. So, unfortunately, they are not able to filter out these type of things. So. You know, maybe Texas is placing a job, uh, you know, listing, and then they also place it here in California. Well, that's being double counted. So that, you know, makes an unreliable job report. Interesting. So there's not a lot that we can do about that, I would imagine. But no, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, there's, say I'm hiring, I'm hiring, I'm hiring. So anybody that wants a job, I still feel people can get a job because there's so many openings. There is. There is lots of openings out there. Unfortunately, a lot of the openings, though, are not career-based jobs. They're more starting positions and great for the younger folks, but the people that are looking for long-time careers, there's not a lot of those out there. Mm-hmm. And so how did the interest rates do because of that? So when we don't have a jobs report that comes in as expected and it comes in under like it did last month, we see that that shows that the economy is is not doing so well. And if it's not doing so well, it brings down those interest rates for us. So that's, uh, we expected the rates to come down and really it's primarily due to that. And I think it's finally starting to trickle in and we're starting to see those rates come down a little bit. And so where did we get to this week? Uh, This week we are about, we were in the eights. We're definitely in the sevens again. Um, we're at the high seven, so 7.875 on a conventional loan. 
on a FHA, we're able to get down to 6.75 nice. right now on an FHA and VA. So they're not too bad. They're not too bad at all. No, that's not bad Larry, at all. Larry, Bob Ridgeway here. Is that uh, uh, with or without uh, any points for discount? You know, both of those would be no points. No wow. points. That's good. Wow, that's great. If you, yeah, if you paid some points, we can bring that down. It doesn't bring it down quite as much as we would like, unfortunately, but it does bring it down usually about a quarter. Awesome. And have you heard about the new grant program through CAR with the $10,000? We are. We are. We are looking into that. We're excited that that's coming. Me too. Um, hopefully it doesn't end too quickly, like uh, the Cal Halfa one that, that went into play went away in a week. So we're, we're hoping that this one's going to be a, a good, good timing for us. Awesome. And then what about that um, Cal Halfa one? Is that coming back? That is coming back also. So we we have our uh, our eyes peeled and waiting for all the new updated guidelines and everything to be issued so we can jump on this and get everybody ready and pre-approved and, and so that we can move quickly. What, what would you recommend for people that want to take advantage of the CalHAFA when it uh, comes back online? Should you get started now and yes. make sure that your lender has you fully yes. uh, I, applica- applied or application and everything all filled out? Yes, application needs to be in. All documentation needs to be in. They need to be fully pre-approved and ready to go. We can pre-approve them for that program, even though it's not quite available yet. We already know what the basic guidelines are going to be. We already know you know, how to do these. We've done them in the past. We're ready to go, and we need the clients ready to go also because, again, the funds may run out quickly. We just don't know what's going to happen. So we need people to be ready and to jump on this as quickly as possible. Yeah, I remember the last time the funds ran out within, what, four or five days? <laughs> it was a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was one week. Yeah. It was very exciting, and, and then it was just gone. And so, Larry, do you think there's going to be more restrictions on that money because of how it went last time? Because a lot of the people you know, that were in escrow... We are expecting it to be a little bit more restrictive and some little changes to it. We just don't know exactly what they're going to be, but there will be some changes to it for sure. So people that are in escrow at the time that that money gets released, are they going to be able to use it, or is that not going to happen? Uh, If their lender structured it that way and puts them into escrow, even if it's not quite available, but they know it's going to become available, you know, that was done by quite a few lenders. It was. And they were were able to jump jump on this. Um, You know, it's, it's a bit of a risk to do that, but it can be done, and yes, lenders are doing that. Awesome. Well, I have about 10 clients that I'm going to send you over right now that, um, <laughs> okay, that have been good. waiting for me to tell them when, and now is when. Yeah, I'll be there before yes, you. Yes, now is when. We need <laughs> to have full documentation ready to go. We don't want to have any delays at all. That's so awesome. Well, Larry, tell everybody where they can find you because you're going to be a busy guy here pretty soon. <laughs> yes. They can find me at the Large Tower in Oxnard, 300 East Espinot Drive, Suite 1680 on the 16th floor. My phone number is 805 805- Eight five three three zero three zero. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Great info, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, coming up, we have Cynthia Bullard with us. She is a photographer in town, and she has got some great Christmas specials for you. So just stay tuned. We'll be right back. Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! 
Hi there, I'm Pola, and I'm the Psychic on the Avenue. I'm a spiritual advisor, clairvoyant reader, and I'm here to help you focus on releasing the past baggage that's only been weighing you down. Also connecting with the present to help you look forward to make a bigger, brighter future. I specialize in all areas of life and especially the power of love. Aren't you curious to know what your partner is feeling, thinking, or wanting? I can guide you through any situation, giving you the spiritual key to open new doors, gain insight and intuition. This truly is my life's work. You can reach me at my location at 108 North Ventura Avenue or 107 Figueroa Street, both located in downtown Ventura. Or you can reach me at 805-628-3333. That is 805-628-3333. If you call in and use the code GIRLSONAIR, I will grant you $150 worth of services for only $85. I hope to hear from you soon for a spiritual awakening. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Bob Ridgeway. And we're real excited to have Cynthia Bullard with us today. Welcome, Cynthia. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I'm so excited about what you're planning to do for Christmas for everybody in the community. So tell us a little bit about how you got into photography and what you're Uh, doing in the community right now? Well, gosh, I've been uh, photographing in and around Ventura County for over 30 years. Uh, Took my first class, black and white class at Ventura College back in the day when it was film. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have a studio here in Ventura that's open to anybody. I photograph everything from uh, maternity, pets, people. Um, It's just wonderful. That's a great thing to do. It's very, very rewarding because you're creating those memories. Absolutely. I would love to be known as the uh, family historian for the families throughout Ventura County. It's so important to actually document, photograph, and print those photographs instead of just having them on your phone. You can't hang your phone on the wall. So having Mm -hmm. something in print and an album is just a wonderful gift that you can pass on for generations. Exactly. And, and people don't throw them away. No, they, they keep don't. them forever. So that's just a really long term thing that you do for your family. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the um, Christmas specials that you were talking about. Well, right now um, I have a Black Friday ad running throughout the week. You'll have to go on to my Instagram or Facebook to see that. But I do have three uh, Christmas mini sessions coming up. Uh, it's Christmas pajama session, which is super fun for the kids. We set up a, a bed in the studio with a Christmas backdrop, and the kids just love wearing their do. pajamas. Yes, so fun. We also have a formal holiday uh, backgrounds that we can use. And then I'm also doing pet Christmas sessions oh. where I will <laughs> I will put your dog into a Santa backdrop. And they're just so much fun. And it's great for gift giving this season. All the grandparents love to have photos of their grandkids, something that they can put on the wall, something that they can share on social media. So it's a great opportunity for you to gift these for yourself and for your families. 
So is it hard to photograph a dog? Because it doesn't sit still, right? You know, I have my <laughs> tricks. Um, I do. We do have treats in the studio for our dogs. And I usually, when they come in, I have uh, the dog mom or the dog dad let them off the leash, roam around the studio, and start getting comfortable in the studio before we actually sit down and start photographing. I do that with kids and families, too. I'm a stranger to them. They don't know who I am. So I bring them in. We tour the studio. The kids love to come into my client wardrobe room and play with the dresses and things. And then we move into the studio when they start feeling more relaxed. But dogs, yeah, they're totally fun. And so do you do other animals besides dogs? So far, I've only done dogs oh, funny. in the studio. Yeah, most people have a hard time bringing their cats anywhere. So, But I'm open for anything, really. And I photograph on location. So if you have a horse you want to do a pet session with, I'm all for it. Oh, that would be oh, interesting, oh, right? Yeah. That's oh, absolutely. really great. Great. So you so besides being in your studio, you you go on location everywhere? Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Anywhere in Ventura County. Um, and then once you get outside Ventura County, uh, there's some extra fees for mileage, but I'll pretty much go anywhere. But I love Ventura County. I love photographing up in Ojai, Ventura. We just have, we are so blessed with the beaches and the parks and the areas around here. Why would you go anywhere else? Really? Lots, right? of great, lots of great photography spots oh, around gosh, here. Oh, yes. so. Oh, gosh, yes. And so do you phot photograph Ventura as a, as a whole, like do places versus people? Um... Yeah, I mean, just everything. Just everything. Just everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, how much does it cost to do a mini session? If so, someone if someone wanted to do this special, so you know they can kind of plan for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, my mini session right now is fifteen to thirty minutes in the studio. Um, they can choose a backdrop, or I can choose one for them for Christmas. It's $250. It includes the sitting fee and it includes three digitals, includes the backdrop. And they can also access my client wardrobe if they want to do something a little more dressy. And then they'll usually, I usually have a week turnaround for their images. Of course, they're more than welcome to purchase more, but they will get three digitals with that package. Now, do you do the, uh, on the digitals because you're able to do it in these modern times do you go through and 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 touch them up and absolutely and, and make make yes. them look uh, uh, yes, really absolutely. good make us look that, way good <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so i do do light editing on all the all the post processing so they're ready to be delivered when the client sees them mm -hmm. awesome yes. cool. well tell us what you're going to do for girls on the air Ooh, so i was thinking about that and i thought what do you think about a hundred dollars off whatever session you'd like whether it be the mini session it could be a full session um, i do have a great newborn session and a baby's first year package senior sessions and i also do boudoir oh cool <laughs> so mention go. girls on the air and you can take a hundred dollars off the session fee that's yeah. awesome that's so for... just just mention girls on the air to you and that'll uh, trigger the discount absolutely okay awesome Very good do you hear that write it down <laughs> <laughs> that'll be great so tell everybody where they can find you yeah so you can follow me on instagram or facebook at cynthia bullard photography my website is cynthia bullard photography.com and then my phone number is 805-491-5496 and my, my studio is open by appointment only so call 
and I can give you a tour. And I also offer a complimentary pre-session consultation. Cynthia, awesome. spell your last name for everybody out there. Sure, it's B-U-L-L-A-R-D. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on today. So you heard it say girls on the air when you make your appointment for Cynthia to take your photos for the holidays. And with that, we'll see you next week.